everyone! Welcome to another episode of the Dude Pod, where we talk all fun real estate stories, life events, <laughs> mostly real estate stories. And uh, something different today, we don't have a guest. Well, we are going to save some guests for later. Uh, it's going to be just good old me talking, telling you about some fun stuff that's happening in my life, in real estate in general, as that is generally the things that people want to hear about. You don't normally want to hear about my kids too often or whatever else I'm doing. So in this episode, we're going to talk about three instances where a client of mine has purchased a home without looking at the home. So basically purchasing a big investment blind. And one of those happened last week. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and if you want to hear about the stories, just uh, skip ahead a bit because I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I have been doing the last week. It is not related to real estate, but I thought I'd share and uh, maybe you guys want to try it yourself or, you know, more likely just cheer us on <laughs> as it is a little bit nuts. So uh, I was actually in the office last Tuesday and uh, the owner of Cloud Realty was telling me about 75 Hard and it is a program that is supposed to be that is built to help you become in the best physical mm, maybe I should reword this it is but it's basically a test of mental fortitude in my opinion uh, yes it is a physical test but it is a lengthy program that if you manage to succeed you should come out of this being an amazing version of yourself uh, here's the program so you have to exercise twice a day two separate times they can't be back to back for 45 minutes a day so that means one 45 minute workout and then another 45 minute workout at some point in the day uh, one of those workouts has to be outside you have to drink a lot of water one gallon a day so basically four liters you cannot have any cheat meals so if you eat one chocolate chip you have failed the program and you have to start back at zero um and you cannot, uh, yeah, you cannot snack. Uh, you have to take a picture of yourself just to uh, take a look at your progress. And uh, you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. Physically read, not listen uh, on Audible or whatever Audible file, audio file you would like to listen to your books. Uh, which, you know, it could be fun, especially for walking and stuff like that. Um, so uh, last Monday, because I, I told you that my uh, uh, a friend uh, of the company was talking about this on Tuesday, on the Monday before that, so last Monday, exactly one week from today, I actually had woken up early to do a leg workout. Um, and it took about, yeah, it took a little bit over 45 minutes, maybe like 47 minutes. And then I actually went for a run after that. So by default, I actually, and I didn't cheat at all on any of my meals, nothing like that. So by default, I actually had started the program day one. And after hearing about it, I was like, you know what? You know what? The problem with COVID, obviously, be, um, there's lots of problems with it. Uh, obviously, it's worse if you know someone that's passed away or is really sick or you yourself have some uh, physical ailments because of it. But the problem I think that a lot of people have is that they're stuck at home. They can't see their family. Um, you know, a lot of people, you can only talk to them, Zoom, whatever, and it really gets to you. So by joining a program like this, 
I am trying to skip that part where I have any bad days because I always have to just think about my two workouts. So, so far what I've been doing is I've been waking up at 5.45 in the morning uh, pretty much every day. Uh, yesterday on Sunday was the only day I slept in until 7 a.m. And then I did my workouts later in the day. Um, and you know what, it's, it's, it's a little bit hard to do that because basically in the afternoon I had a workout, but I had to do, you know, take care of the kids in the morning and then I had to go to work for a few hours after that. So the only time I could do my second workout was at like 9 p.m. So my wife and I did like a um, Pilates cardio, you know, something off YouTube. Uh, I was so tired. <laughs> I was just like, I was already thinking about going to sleep at 8 p.m. Because uh, I wake up so early, but I had to do it. I don't want to fail it, right? Um, not, I, honestly, even committing to one week, seven days in a row of no snacking, no alcohol, um, um, doing 245 workouts. I don't want to fail this anymore. I've already gone a week where my body's so sore. So, uh, yeah, and I'm looking outside and it's a sunny day, but I know it's like minus 10 and minus 17 with the windshield. So I got to run either today or tomorrow. So I got to sacrifice that. So anyways, so that's what I'm doing. So let's hope I keep it up and uh, lose some weight, look great. Uh, but in terms of uh, what's happening in the real estate world, the market's still uh, pretty crazy out there. And last week I had a client, they finally bought a house. So what was interesting about this client is you guys already know that uh, from the beginning of this episode that they bought this house without looking at it. So how does someone buy a house without looking at it? So I got three different instances in my life that this has happened. And I will tell you that it's actually never gone wrong, which is crazy. Like I, I think that uh, you can say that when someone looks at the house there are some things uh, about it that can be a little bit confusing you know what they purchased um for example like which chattels are included like which uh, items are included with furniture is included you know furniture is generally not included but there's like, like shelving there's a gazebo and this house we bought that once we looked at it we were like hmm, i don't know is that included i mean it wasn't in the agreement of purchase and sale but this is stuff that we definitely ask about ahead of time before putting in an offer stuff that looks like it's uh, attached to the walls um but anyway so i have these new clients and uh, they were looking for an investment good for them uh and uh you know they said they want to spend around five hundred thousand. now i just helped someone buy an investment like a duplex in st Catharines, like just a few weeks ago like literally a few days before christmas they purchased it and they got possession of it the other day so i already helped them find their tenants it was not too hard um but uh, they bought it for 595000 So the fact that these people are looking for 500000 um basically means they're not going to be able to buy a duplex, right? Although they did tell me later on that they can probably borrow more money from the bank, that maybe the bank was giving them up to like 700000 but they're really hoping to do 500000 because that's uh, all the money that they really felt comfortable spending considering they already have a house and blah, blah, blah. Um, what I find in now that the market's picked up so much and all these smaller cities like Niagara Falls, um, St. Catharines, uh, you know, um, Barrie, uh, basically you can just draw a map around the GTA and all the outer cities. Like they're all selling like hotcakes. Um, so it's very, very hard to find an investment for a reasonable price anymore. Uh, in fact, 
the amount of money you're spending on a house that's further away that you want to rent out. Back in the day, I used to be able to find a duplex where like you would make like five, six hundred dollars cash flow to rent out the top and the bottom, or you'd rent out the two units, and then you know you after all your expenses, you'd still have five hundred to six hundred dollars, something like that. You know, and then you calculate a cap rate, which is you know let's say uh, you had to drop a hundred thousand dollars to purchase the home you're going to make $500 a month. Uh, at the end of the year, that's uh, $6,000 in cash flow. So $6,000 divided by 100 times 100 divided by your 100,000 you originally spent and then times 100 because it's a percent. So your cap rate would be 6%. So that's pretty good cap rate. Um, not like amazing, but pretty good. And a lot of times what people do when they have like big investments like multiplexes, is they divide it by the cap rate. So if the cap rate, you, you know, you do the math the opposite and it turns out the cap rate's like four or, you know, they're like, all right, well, the cap rate's 4%, so we're gonna sell this by this. That's how they calculate it a lot of the times. Um, and that's how people come up with their prices uh, or the prices could be per unit or something like that. But anyways, I digress. So I already know that it was gonna be very hard to find these people a house for 500,000. Now we did look at some and the problem is in this market is people, the agents are still listing the house low because why not? They know it's gonna know it's gonna be great. They're gonna get a ton of offers, and the market is just sizzling. So it's like everyone's doing it. You can't really blame them. So we have looked at numerous houses that were listed for 450, 475, 400, but most of them are selling over 500,000. So the ones, especially with basement apartments, like in Thorold, Niagara Falls, uh, um, St. Catharines, those are selling for 600,000 plus. So 600,000 is what it takes to get the cheapest duplex basically in any reasonable market now and up. Some of them are going for 650. So we put in a few offers, we lost. I think the first offer we actually put in was for a $500,000 listing. It was a duplex and we, uh, uh, they actually, you know, I was telling them, you know, I think this is going to sell for 600 at least, but ultimately they put in 580,000 and you have to go no conditions because everyone else is doing it. Um, you know, or if you're not, if you add a condition, you're automatically out, like don't even submit the offer. That's how, that's how nuts it is and how the market favors the sellers. So we put an offer $580,000 unconditional, uh, and that house sold for 650,000. So it's it just became a little bit unrealistic i think for them they realized that maybe this is out of their budget and i was like okay don't worry guys let's keep trying but like yeah you know if it's gonna sell if you want to spend five hundred thousand, then we can't buy duplex but if you're willing to spend six hundred thousand, maybe we can find another one because there was another one we liked and they put an offer for it but it sold for like 595 or something like that so i was like okay so six hundred thousand is going to be the rate for any duplex at least. So do you guys want to spend that? And I think they were really contemplating what they wanted to do. Do they want to get a duplex? Um, and there was a house that came up in Niagara Falls. And then the house came up and they looked at, they looked at it online. And I sent it to them. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. Maybe I think at the moment they saw the house, they said, this looks like a pretty good house but it doesn't have a finished basement, doesn't have a separate entrance, so we can't convert it to a duplex, yada, 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 in that kind of perspective, right? 
So the weekend passed by and they started circling back around to that house on Monday and they actually called me on Tuesday morning. They're like, you know what? That house in Niagara Falls looks very nice. It's a three bedroom house, two washrooms, has good parking. Uh, it has a modern features inside. It looks like, uh, almost looks like uh, something out of a magazine. Nothing, not like a mansion, but just looks like a solid home, right? A little one that where you have a nice kitchen, nice yard, nice, you know, generally nice everything. Even the exterior of the home was aluminum siding, which is a new uh, exterior finish. Uh, so it was like a great color. So everything looked modern about the house, uh, considering that it was almost downtown Niagara Falls. Um, and this house three years ago in 2018 sold for 240000 I'm pretty sure three years ago, people were still not really buying houses in Niagara Falls. Uh, but that's how much the markets changed. So it was listed for 400,000. Um, and they're like, hmm, humming and hawing. I told them that Tuesday's the offer date. That's the day we're talking. Um, I talked to the listing agent. They're very nice people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they ended up getting 17 offers and we, everyone had to submit an offer at 6 PM. No, I think 7 PM was the cutoff. And my clients called me at 6:20 and be like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's offer 450. And I'm like, okay, guys, there's 17 other offers. If you offer them 450, I had already sent you comparables in that neighborhood on the street, on the streets beside it. The homes that sold for high 400s and low 500s, very similar. I'm like, if you want to have a reasonable chance to buy this house, I think, I think without overpaying, you got to drop like 500. And someone else could also give them 500. So give them 501. No conditions, their closing date, they wanted April, they had a specific date, no problem for us. Um, and they made a joke that their daughter like uh, also said 501. And I'm like, yeah, great. She's, you know, whenever someone says something that is in your in your advantage, you always want to butter them up. They're like, yeah, your daughter's great. Like maybe she's a genius, who knows? Like follow her, right? <laughs> it's a 17 year old kid just getting lucky. but. Uh, sometimes you got to be in the game to be lucky, right? So they put that offer 501, uh, no conditions, submitted, emailed. I mentioned uh, in the email, even though they're buying it as an investment, they're going to rent it out. I don't tell them that they're going to rent it out. I tell them, hey, they're, because one, there's, there's no tenants in the house that they're trying to buy. So the owner lives there. So there's a sympathetic approach there. They'd love to see a good family. So I told them, hey, they got they are a young couple yeah they're they're almost 50 but that's fine that's considered young these days they're a young couple um with two kids and they'd love to get their first home in niagara falls none of that was not true it just sounded like they were going to move in on their own uh but i didn't say that <laughs> so uh what happened is they i think they liked that idea um, now, obviously, we did, I think, have pretty much the best price. Uh, I heard that maybe there was one other offer that was very, very similar, but they still had that condition. Told you guys, you guys can't have conditions. Um, and we won the house. <laughs> now, they were so happy. I was happy because it, it's, you know, I don't live in Niagara Falls. So taking clients to get investments and I have to take them to Niagara Falls. Remember, like just a few years ago, I was taking people to Mississauga five minutes away in Milton, I'm like, yeah, here, buy this. It's a good home. You know, there's a good investment. There's your budget. But the prices are so high that we have to drive so far, right? Or, you know, you could refer it out. But 
I wasn't like so swamped with clients that I can't drive into Niagara Falls once a week. So we took the job. They got the house and it was great when we went on Saturday to finally visit the house that they bought. And you can tell the wife was just so nervous when we when I met her. Now, of course, they were excited when I told them about the house. They were excited the next day. But I think thoughts start creeping in and they're like, oh, my goodness, what did I buy? What if it's like the pictures are awful, like the pictures are way better than the inside. The place is a shit show, whatever. And they walk in and they love everything. Uh, it was a really nice house. And we even had one tenant show up. I did a quick ad for them couple days before once I knew the visit was happening and those people loved it so yeah uh, you know what I think what was interesting about this situation is that the clients bought something about looking at the house but they already felt like they knew the market and they felt like maybe if they can get this type of house for 500,000 that that would probably be the best house they can get for their budget and I agreed with them. I said, look, if we can get this for 501, yeah, it looks like a great house. We've seen other homes. We know the pros and cons. We know like the layouts. We know these areas. Let's use our experience. And you know, for those of you that are starting to look at homes or will start looking at homes uh, or is working with clients that are just starting to work with homes, I gotta remind them that looking at properties yeah, sometimes you look at one house and then you buy it for that client. That's happened to me before. But most of the time, uh, you know, you have to show them like 10, 15, 20 properties. And they're using the experience of other properties to know the value of something when they walk in. And they say, wow, based on all the other ones we saw, this one looks like a great deal. And if it does actually sell for this price, it is a good deal based on the price now, right? Even in competition. That's what they're going right. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, we're getting close to almost 19 minutes. So let me just talk about two other uh, clients and then I'll wrap it up. Uh, because I think the point is, is the same in all of them in the end. I think, you know, to imagine someone buying a $500,000 house while looking at it is crazy. Like, I don't know if I would do it, but if I was act well, I am actively looking all the time in terms of for clients and this kind of stuff. I walk in all the time. If I saw a good deal, I had the money, like why not? Like the, the thing is that the Canadian real estate market is such a shoe in It's It's been so strong for so many years. Uh, if you were in a situation where you dropped 20% for an investment opportunity, investment home, so you had $500,000 in cash lying around, Lots of people do, they have RSPs, they have some savings, you know, they can pull up money from their primary residence. Uh, so they have the opportunity. It's such a fail safe to buy a property. If you don't have to, if you don't need that money for the next five years, it doesn't matter what happens with the market. Like the market's been fantastic for so long that your chances are you're making money. But if in two years things slow down, as long as you're not selling at that time, you don't need to be like, oh, I need to pull my money out right now. Uh, because I hear, I hear stories. I remember I heard um, uh, a gentleman had two condos and as soon as the market slowed down, he's like, nope, let's sell it quick, quick. I want to back out. And he could have just kept them till now and he would have been like a million dollars richer probably. So when you're buying real estate, even if you don't look at the house, as long as it's a long-term investment, which should be 
the play. It should be a long-term investment. You're going to make money and it doesn't matter what type of house you bought. Uh, I had another client buy a house uh, in 2019 in Hamilton and we looked at a bunch of properties, same thing. And then he's told me about this Hamilton house and I was like, oh, you know what? They're taking offers today. But it was a duplex style house. It was a student rental um, based on the on the uh, what other houses were selling for. We thought it was a good deal. We even spent 25000 over asking to get it, but we got it. And then he sold it the next year for 75000 more. So even with commission commission fees and everything, he made $60,000 probably on that prop property. If you could just make an easy extra $60,000 every year, sounds not bad. I mean, there is like capital gains and stuff like that, but let's just say $50,000 every year, just by being proactive and going for a few weekends looking at some homes, maybe let's say four weekends and you're gonna make 60,000, 50,000 out of that. Yeah, sign me up. I wouldn't mind doing that every month. <laughs> um, and then a third one is I had a client, uh, actually it is a, fascinating to think that I took a phone call from a, a number that was like a four five zero number. So obviously it wasn't a GTA or Toronto. I, in fact, I don't remember if it was four five zero, but my recollection seems to guide me to those three digits. Um, the person was calling about a house I had for sale and he was in Washington. Now we got into a good, a really good phone conversation, like 30 minutes. I was like, don't worry, I'll help you. Like, I'll help you figure this out. And I ended up selling that person's house in Toronto and then buying the house without him ever meeting me. Uh, now, after he, he had done the transactions, he flew to Toronto because he has family here. And yeah, we, we went out for like a dinner together. And uh, obviously we've met each other a few times since because we've done lots of transactions together. But the point is, is that it turned out well because he made money on the transaction. He made money on the house that he bought and then later on sold without looking at it. And he trusted his realtor. And I was like, look, you know, I can tell you that I think this is a good deal for this amount. I can send you all the comparables. I can send you all the information about the house. Um, and he did, he trusted me and he's gonna make money. And that's what these people that bought a house last week, they trusted me when I told them, yeah, I think it is the best deal you're gonna get for this, for your budget. So buy it, which kind of relates to that podcast I did a few weeks ago where I said, is it worth buying anything rather than nothing? Remember, the answer is yes. So if you can go and buy some real estate, but it is still pretty hard right now. I mean, you know, if you, if there's like a launch of the new iPhone 12 or 13 and like everyone's lining up behind the building and it takes you like six hours to get it, you know, why are people trying to get that phone when they could just wait a few months? It'll be a little cheaper than to wait in line because everyone wants it. That's the problem with real estate now. Everyone wants more real estate or they just want to get a house. So it is difficult. However, my clients made the right decision in my opinion. We're gonna get an easy tenant for them. Now they may only make like 100 or 200 bucks cash flow at the end of the day, like uh, over their um, expenses. But at least they don't have to pay out of pocket and that money instead of sitting in their bank is gonna go to work for them over the years. So keep those, keep those ideas in mind. Uh, I hope you enjoyed some of these stories. And we'll keep giving you some fresh ones. I'm feeling like 2021 is going to give us a lot of fun, crazy situations. 
and we'll have some more guests soon. Take care.